picture. What star is that? All right, peace to the planet Earth. You know what it is, Adisa Banjoko, chilling with my man, Dewan Owens from Fight for Uganda. You know what That's I'm right. saying? Um, he is an MMA fighter. He is uh, a, a serious chess player. He is uh, a serious and real B-boy. You know what I'm saying? And so we're going to talk about kind of like what's going on with black men in America right now, especially as it relates to hip hop, right? Because it's very hard to have any conversation about any aspect of hip hop ever in history and it not be directly correlated to what's happening inside the world of black men. So we're going to have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um, welcome to Bishop Chronicles, man. How are you? Hey, I'm feeling good, brother. Well, first thing first, man, I appreciate you for having me, but uh, look, man, I'm, I'm maintaining, man. Your brother's feeling melanated, motivated, yeah. ready to do my thing, man. Chop it up with my brother. Yeah, no, I love that, man. I love that. You know, um, for people that don't know fight for Uganda, Will you tell them what, what you do and, and, and why it's important? Because I think it's important, obviously. Appreciate you, brother. So, yeah, we're basically a, a nonprofit. You know, we, uh, we, we focus on combating gender-based violence. So we use, um, in the same way that hip-hop chess uses hip-hop and chess as a liberatory tool, we use the martial arts as a liberatory tool. So we hold self-defense seminars. Mm -hmm. And in addition to having uh, a technical portion that, that shows pretty much like defensive tactics and common escapes from um, from positions that would be common, wrist breaks, mount mm -hmm. escape, body lock escape from the back, body lock escape from the front, one hand choke, two hand choke escape, things like that. We also have a lecture portion, and the lecture okay. portion focuses on um, you know common misconceptions about consent. You know what is uh, you know what is intimate partner violence? What is uh, domestic violence? What is gender based violence? We talk about um, you know men's role in respecting and protecting women. We talk about peer accountability. We even break down situational awareness and depending on where we're having a seminar and we got time, sometimes we'll dip into a little bit of predator psychology, but we basically trying to put in the work to combat gender-based violence, man. It's something that's very, very, very important. And um, you know, we need to address that um, in, our, in our community before we give someone else the ability to, you know, try right. to come in and fix me, we need to fix ourselves. Let's talk about that issue of consent for a lot of young, especially teenage boys and pfft, young adult males. All right. Like teenage boys for sure. But, you know, can you talk about, you know, quite honestly, this sounds silly for me to even have to ask, but what is consent and how no, no, does here. a man know when it's been given or how should he expect it to be shared with him so that he is not uh, confused about what the for potential sure. scenario is? For sure. No, listen, man, that's that's actually that's a good question. That's a great question. It's a question more of us need to ask, because most of the time, you know, we get our ideas of what consent are from television. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? From television, from uh, from the radio, basically some form of media. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of time is, you know, our, our people's assumption of consent is just not some is someone not saying no or right. like, um, you know, we it's this idea of like, you know, try a little harder. And right, you know what right, I mean? right. And, and this is one thing we got to understand. Society at large is complicit in that. You understand? Men, right. women, women can still have what we call inter internalized, uh, mm -hmm. internalized misogyny. The same way from a racial perspective, someone can have internalized racism. It's still right, because you could be black, but working for white agendas, essentially. Speaking on it, speak on it, it's still an internalized uh, oppression. So basically, when we talk about consent, it is someone who one is of age and able to consent because that's start that's there, Africa Bombada. Come on now, come on now, and that's men, and we'll get into that later. Real. We gotta, we gotta draw the line in the sand and not be tiptoeing around certain stuff. You understand? Right. So, but he's a prime example. So, first thing first, someone has to be of age to consent. Okay. Um, also, consent is basically someone agreeing and saying yes. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. I am engaged in this. And another thing about consent too, you know, are they, you know, are they of age and are they coherent, right? Are they mm. in top of it? You know hey, what I mean? talk about that, man. We I got, mean, I, I recently heard some high school boys talking about the idea of getting young girls drunk. You know what I'm saying? At parties yeah. and wooty wap. 
Yeah. And I was and like, this, yo, this, man, that's insanity. Okay. Don't be a rapist, bro. And the Please. thing is, this isn't to defend them, but once again, this is a societal thing. They right. they don't get this from nothing. You know right. what I mean? This, this is true, is, right? One hundred percent. And even you know, we hear whether it's alcohol, whether Rick it's Ross, drugs, you know what I'm saying? Any type of inebriant that's supposed to just you know numb someone's senses. And and mm -hmm. besides the fact that priority is us us not wanting to harm someone, it's yeah. also you know for your own safety as well. You know what I mean? Right, because um, you, you don't want to wake up and get accused of something. You know what I mean? You hear me? You know, because you, you weren't me? really paying attention and you was, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. So this is something that, unfortunately, you know, the education system, if we think of, like, public school, it's not something that's really focused on. It's not something that's really addressed. Um, I don't want to... And in the religious houses of worship, the, the conservative position is so high that you won't even have conversations about this stuff. Not, even, if the, even if the congregation is actively dealing with it, which, quite yeah. frankly, it often is. And which that's not an not. attack on Christianity. I'm talking about Muslims, Christians, Jews. It is yeah. a problem across the board, Buddhists, you know what I'm saying, uh, on it. around the world, right? And, it's, and if we're honest about it, you, that's a great point, man. But to piggyback on that, it's a lot of hypocrisy, right? There are adults who are, I don't know if it's, you know, that it's, it's selective memory, or what? Loss or what? Yeah. Not talking about what they did when they were young, and they created a new standard that I'm not saying it's impossible, but like I said, they weren't held to that standard. Right. And um, they didn't hold to it, and they didn't try to. Right. One hundred percent. Right. And and also because of time, sometimes people are so far removed from not only just the, you know their hormones, but the kind of the the psychology, the psychology that a child has, and, and the kind of social right. orientation. So we have to have some some real honest conversations, um, you know what I mean, with, with, with these children, with these youth, especially with the standard that we want to we want to hold them to. You know what I mean? And the life altering effects that, you know, walking that path can can bring for you. Sure, to right? have, for sure. For sure. Even in, even with consent. Right. Even with consent, when we think of the, the ramifications of, of, of pregnancies that weren't expected. Right. Like we right. really have to address this stuff with children. And a lot of times the we don't because people think to address it means we're saying that we're a lot that we're allowing them to do it. So we turn a blind eye to it until something bad happens. And then it's like, you know, everybody's up in arms and it gets wild. Yeah. Long here, man, but it's, it's, you know, no, I hear you. so let, let me let me run something by you, though. I guarantee you there are men watching this right now who feel that this conversation is probably overblown in some way who feel that, you know, come on, man, it's not that bad. Come on, man. It's not right now. You, 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 you've given a lot. I I've given a lot of myself. Um, I think I gave my first women's self-defense seminar to teenage girls at John O'Connell high school. I think mm -hmm. I want to say 2009, you know what I mean? I want to say it was like 2009. I know you, you know, and I've done, I've done several. I used to, uh, teach the women's class over at uh, Zaytuna College with the men. Now they have a woman's teacher, which is dope. And, you know, like understanding how big this problem is of rape. Can you talk about that? I, I mean, like, can you talk about what you, what, like the women that you met while, while training them in Uganda? And can you share some of their stories so that Family. men understand that this is not about America. This is not about Africa. This is not about China. This is about the whole world. Please Listen, share some we, stories, bro. It, I mean, it, it's 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 astronomical. It's so normalized. Like we live in a a, a social system where th there's just such a you know a benign neglect over a glaring problem until it hits home, right? Until it's your right. daughter, until, until, until it's your cousin or, or, or yeah, someone exactly. in your family. Absolutely. And, and the culture, there's so much that enables. This culture, like the lack of accountability, yeah. um, you know, um, victim blaming, which yep. we can, you know, we can get into that victim blaming. That's a, that's a, that's a conversation in itself, right? Because you have people that, that, um, you know, victim blaming from, from, uh, from a place of maliciousness, but you also right. have uh, a victim blaming from a place of wanting to remove themselves from uh, vulnerability, right? And uh, whether it's right or wrong, this, 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 this may be like an element of. Uh, Psychology that 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 has some bearing in terms of like um, self preservation. If I remove myself, like it, like if I blame the victim, then I can say, okay, something that they well, did. Well, she she led that, brought her to herself, and that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right, but but people, but this is but here's the psychology behind that. 
when they say something they did may have led to that, essentially they're saying, because I won't do that thing, it won't happen to me. Mm, you see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. trying to remove their own vulnerability as opposed to saying like, no, look, you know, we're vulnerable. So yeah. you know, that's really deep because my daughter, uh, there was a situation that I got into on a, on a, on a, on a, on a bar train one time. Cause this dude was trying to intimidate this young Asian woman and all these dudes were standing there watching. So I had to check that fool and he got off the plane, off the plane, off the, off the bar train. Yeah. Um, and I immediately, when I got out of the bar station, I called my daughter and I said, Hey, listen, this dude was completely intimidating and harassing this woman. And I said, there were nine men standing there and they did nothing. Like if yeah. I wouldn't have stood up, that fool would have kept doing what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so she was like, oh, relax, dad. I'm not stupid. I'm not like that. And I'm like, listen to me. Nothing you don't understand. Did. You got to train jujitsu. I said, please, please listen to your father right now. Go train jujitsu, please. I said, I'm not playing. Yeah. I said, because these dudes don't care. And I want you safe, you know? Yeah, and, and this is like, you know, I don't want to get off topic, but but to, to speak on something you're talking about, this kind of, again, this lack of, like, bystander intervention, so much of this is is a result of just, you know, again, like this type of apathy, this I, this individualism that's constantly projected um, onto people like, look, I got to get mine. Like, you mm. know, that, that ain't my business. And that's something, I mean, it, it's really a backwards culture at this point and we need we need a, a type of uh we need a reorienting of, of masculinity we need to develop a righteous masculinity a masculinity as a protective force um a masculinity that that nurtures believe it or not mm, i know a lot of that times, is loving for sure in these spaces a lot of times there's like a wholesale you know throwing out masculinity like masculinity in itself is inherently violent um or but, cancerous but right Right. But we need we need balance. We need balance. We we really need people to, especially men, to use the um, the control, the influence that they have over other men and boys in their life, right? Um, and that's something that's that's, that's and that's teach very real things, man. But talk right. about Uganda though. Talk about some of the women in Uganda. Yeah, I want I want sure. I want so, you to humanize this mission that you're on so yeah, people understand. So, so to go into that, to go into that a little bit more, um, basically, like I said, we prioritize combating gender-based violence. So. The first time I went, you know, it was really on some, some hip-hop stuff. You know, my, my brother said I used to, you know, be a b-boy back in the day. Met a brother from an organization called uh, Breakness Project Uganda. You know, we chopped it up, you know, on a hip-hop tip. I'm out there doing my thing. I had a fight coming up in Brazil, but the fight fell through. My family was already ready for me to be gone for two weeks. I said, you know what, let me go out here. When I got there, obviously I was still fighting professionally. A lot of, you know, a lot of martial arts in the community found out, like, yo, this is pro mm. fighter, you know, here from America. He's doing it. Seminars, right. So I taught some kickboxing seminars, but they really went into MMA, but but they didn't have the uh, equipment the access to a lot of the you know the right. grappling stuff. Taught some MMA seminars. Then when I was leaving um, after the seminar, because these were all athletes I was training, mm. there was a woman who came up to me and she's she, you know she's like, you know, hey, you know, can you teach me um, you know, something that 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 could help my that daughter really work mm. in this type of situation? And like, man, you know, and I told her like, you know, um, honestly, with this, you know the amount of time we have, there's nothing I could teach you right now that you'll remember that you can go teach her. But, but tell you what I will do. I will, I will hold a self-defense seminar tomorrow if, you, if this time is good for you. So anyway, we set it up. And at that point, obviously, I, you know, I did jujitsu. I don't right. know if I was pur purple or brown at the time. Yeah, I think he was right. purple. I remember. Right, right. Yeah. But, but, but I hadn't, like, focused on self-defense like that. So everything right. that I did was about competing against someone who is a professional fighter or, or right, brown, right. Belt, brown belt, black belt. Right. So, so, so that was an education that happened, a, a reorienting, finding ways to break it down, make it plain. When I taught the seminar the next day, there were so many people there, man. Like, like there were, there were just, I mean, dozens and dozens of people there, man. And then again, I didn't, I didn't make a flyer. I didn't put online words just spread through word of mouth. And um, I taught one seminar. So many new people came. I wound up teaching another seminar. And I saw that my people are really receptive to this. And not only are they receptive, but the men there, they felt empowered. Like, that's the first time I realized, like, the type of, um, you know, influence that you can have being a fighter. Even though mm. it, it, it's silly, but we got to be honest. In terms of how some people... No, warrior, we, we, I think every culture loves warrior traditions of exactly. whatever their culture that's is. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. So regardless how I felt about that, I really like, okay, if this exists... I need to use it to my advantage, right? If I have some influence on what is what a man is supposed to do, young brother said, "Okay, well, shit, you know, if he says a man's supposed to res respect and protect, then that's what I'm gonna do." Mm -hmm. So then, um, so then, taught some seminars. It was dope. 
flew back home, and then that's all I kept thinking about was like, man, you don't got to do it again. So, so I, I kind of did a lot of research. I was already a big, big, uh, you know, student from a sociological perspective. I wanted to major in sociology at one point. Right. But um, so I really started kind of breaking down the nuts and bolts of like, you know, why this happened, why it's allowed. Mm-hmm. Started through a little bit of psychology too, from a predator perspective, and then also started kind of like um, curating a system that I thought was effective that I didn't see. Because right. no, disrespect to, no disrespect to anybody, but I don't want to be tiptoeing. I saw a lot of jujitsu, like I saw a lot of self defense that was like women's self defense, but it was only techniques. They, they, and, and the thing is, violence does not happen in a social vacuum, right? What is the political and social context that this violence is happening in? So then I realized if I'm doing this in Uganda, the analogies and metaphors that I use to explain this, I need to break it down so it's culturally relevant. And then I just kind of got hooked on it, man. It's been like a it's been a process ever since, man. So first of all, I'm really proud of you. Um, and I'm honored to know you truly for, for, for me doing that. Cause I remember you going out on your own dime, coming back, going out again on your own dime. And it's very powerful. And this oh, is why man. people need to really look into fight for Uganda. And you need to follow Duan online. Um, you know, I, I have struggled with this problem inside jujitsu, but while pegging it a problem in jujitsu, I actually think it's a it's a problem in in martial arts in America, North American martial arts, possibly yeah. European, but I can't speak to that to be honest. You know what I'm saying, brother? Well, I, ain't really, this, I ain't really seen it. I ain't really seen it. But I I just want to say the problem that I have is, and I I wrote about this from the beginning of of my journey in jujitsu. I used to write for a small magazine called Valet Tudo News. Shout out to Eddie Goldman. You know what I'm saying? OG right there. For real, look up Eddie Goldman, follow Eddie Goldman, NHB News. But the the, the thing is, is that um, I feel that inside American martial arts, we have a vacuum of, of warrior philosophy while we are overdosed in warrior pageantry. That's right. And I first noticed this. I'm going to tell you guys something that people forget and I want if I'm wrong, call me on this. One of the first episodes of The Ultimate Fighter, no disrespect to Dana White, I'm just telling this story. And if you're a kid right now, get off. I'm about to tell you a story that's not cool. You know, basically, if you've never seen The Ultimate Fighter, they put these dudes in a house, they, you know, have them team up, you know what I'm saying? So it's about the house tension, the team, team captains, right? The frat boy, right? I didn't like that on the show. I don't watch that show ever. I only watch the winners at the end when it's time to be on the UFC. I don't care about all that, that, that uh, meat house, frat boy, whatever. So here's what happened. This is a true story. This is gross. One of the guys hated another guy. And so he actually no, let me, let, no, let me. took some of his own body fluids and put it on his sushi and then wrapped it up that. and put it back. And I couldn't believe not only that that happened. And the dude ate the sushi, bro. Let me tell you about attempted murder cases that a G like me would get. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And they allowed murder, bro. And it it aired. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is nothing. And then, meanwhile, a few seasons later, one of the houses has like a chess board. And they just pan right past it. And I said, wait a minute. Y'all ain't going to show the fighters playing chess? You ain't going to talk about who plays chess? You ain't going to talk about the philosophies? Never in the history of the Ultimate Fighter show that they say, oh, they always brought, yeah, this guy, he can kick everybody's head off. This guy, he can strangle everybody. This guy, he can do all the leg locks. They never said, this guy is a master of military strategy. I bring you David, David, Robert Green, Robert Green, right? Uh, 48 Laws of Power. Talk to him about your fight. Mm-hmm. Here is, you know what I mean? Someone who wrote a book on Machiavelli or here's a stoic philosopher and now you can get your mind right. None of that was ever part of the Ultimate Fighter TV show. It was yeah. always about, not trying to be racial, I'm just telling you, white boy, frat house, animal house, madness. 100%. And I hated what it did to MMA. And I the really hated thing how thing it corrupted jujitsu because it brought a lot of that meat meathead vibe into the academy and it didn't used to be, well, I don't want to say it didn't used to be that way. It was much smaller. It wasn't as much. The thing is, they were appealing to what they thought was their target demographic. You right. can even look back at the, the, the music that they have for the show, It to Pieces. It was like this kind of rock and roll yeah. type <laughs> music. Right. That's why initially, initially MMA was associated with like some, some rocker, punk, skin Hard rock, alley fight vibe. Yeah, this is what people thought, right? And it's right. like, no, these are professional athletes, man, that, that have to train 
multiple disciplines. And then the, the, the added, um, a, a pretty much a new art of the blending of those arts, man. man but, come but, on. You know, they, but that, that wasn't an accident, man. That was, that was by design. And, and, and I'll go in a little bit more because I know what you're getting at. Like, um, you know, patentry, yeah, you, you know, you're right. You're being nice, but it's, it's, it's a, these jokers are hypocrites. You know, these jokers are really, are really hypocrites. And I think, like you said, it's indicative of American culture and maybe culture in general. But the yeah. problem I have, because, because martial arts still exists within that culture, right? Word is bond. The problem that I have with it is the, 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 the hypocrisy. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll use this kind of martial arts, budo, warrior code shit yeah. from a marketing perspective, but they won't practice that stuff inside the gym. And they won't even suggest that it should be practiced in a private space, right? Oh, yeah. When, and you know they what I'm saying? Hold people accountable. People who have, who have violated the, 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 the sanctity of, the of that relationship of a, like, dude, if you know somebody that I just will never stand, it's a martial arts teacher, a mentor, whatever, whoever crosses that line at all with the student, bro. And when yes, you sir. see it happen to young students, especially, I'm just, I'm be honest. I'm be honest. Yeah, you know, I'm a nonviolent dude. You know, I'm a nonviolent dude. You know, yeah, I've been man. preaching nonviolent. Listen, the only reason I still believe in the death penalty is because I want these dudes off the earth. I think that stuff is, it's one of the highest violations. The victims have so much trauma. You feel me? And they always I mean, worry, listen, are they going to escape? It, it, are they going to, no, they're not going to escape because we're going to clear them out, player. The thing is, man, if we're honest about it, it is so akin to a murder. It is a social death. And then here's the crazy thing. It may even be worse in some incidents, in, in some uh, incidents, because murder or death, the, the killing of someone, there's sometimes that it could be justified, right? Someone Where's trying to kill Yeah, yeah, them. absolutely. Someone's trying to kill someone in your family, you kill them. Somebody's a serial killer, somebody's got to right. There's all kind of ways, you know what I mean? But, but when it comes to uh, rape, when it comes to child molestation, when it comes to pedophilia, there is never a justification. There's I'm never mobbing. anything. But, but if we look at what, like how the laws are set up, and you look at how many pedophiles how many rapists we have out here. And they say, oh, okay, you're going to be on parole for this minute. You're going to serve six months, be on parole for four years, and then you got to register as a sex offender or something like that, which don't mean shit. You still got these motherfuckers Bro. moving from school. So when what does that say about the collective ethos of the society that we don't take shit like that seriously? And I'll tell you what it means. The people who have a monopoly on power are not the people who are most likely to be sexually assaulted. So the laws mm. don't reflect that. But I'll tell you what it do reflect because they are, you know, in a position where they're just as vulnerable as you and I to get mugged or something right. like that. Now, you know, to, to, to rob somebody, to rob somebody with a gun, now the, 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 the consequences for that are so high, but in terms of, like, someone stealing millions or tens of thousands, dozens of thousands, and, and a white-collar crime or something like that is low. So I don't want to go too heavy on it, but basically you'll see that laws are predicated on how likely they are to um to have been done by people in a position of power and how likely the people in a position in a power are to be being the perpetrators or being affected by that harm and it's, right. it's, it's fucked up, but that's reality which is also why i say i'm not waiting on anybody else to right. solve problems in our community right because if they solve them they're not doing it on the basis of of, of my of sanctity of my sanctity yeah. of my well-being and the well-being of my daughters and sons Speak and on uncles it. and whatnot you know what i'm saying um, right. But yeah, this is, you know, as I preach nonviolence, I have to admit that I struggle with this issue of the death penalty as it as it as it as it uh, relates to, you know, I just I, I just don't have any tolerance for it. Like I don't and I, I don't as a taxpayer, I don't want to pay for these fools to be housed nowhere, bro. Right. Yeah, I mean, if, At if the same time, though, here's the here's here's what makes so much wrong. Right. Because we talked about victim blaming. Right. And that happens. Right. Yeah. Periodically, we do find situations where a man is wrongfully accused. You know what I'm exactly. Saying? Periodically, that, we do find situations where um, it was just hella weird. I don't know what was going on. You feel me? And so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, give any pass to nobody, but we right. have to make sure, because the other thing that I don't like in the cancel culture, right, is one person say, one time, oh, he did wooty wap, and everybody just says, oh, you know what? It must be true. Yeah, and that person gets dogpiled, and that happens to lots of people of all genders. And all I'm saying is, Listen, you know, we need to opinion. stick to facts and be really real. If we know what's really happening, we need to step in. That's all I'm saying. 
speak of the court of public opinion is, is very powerful, right? But but I'll, I'll say this, you know, in addition to that, when it comes to racialized men, when it comes to outgroup men, mm. we, we, we have to really be honest of the likelihood of, you know, when that happens and who that's more likely going to happen to. If you look at that organization, I don't know if you're familiar with the Innocence Project. No, sir. I'm sorry. I don't know. They're, 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 they're an organization that, that they do good work, but they okay. focus on... Um, um, freeing prisoners that were uh, wrongfully accused and they use DNA, right? It's called the Innocence Project. And they've gotten, you know, thousands of, of people out of jail. Right. For, they didn't commit usually sexual assault and yeah. rape. The vast majority of them are black. And you're going to find that, especially in, in states like Texas, Georgia, yep. all them Southern states, Florida, yep. you know what I'm saying? It but tough, it's everywhere. Man. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, everywhere. So, so and this is where things get really grimy that's because. That's my only reluctance, right? That's my only reluctance with that is how if I say the system that I feel like is inherently anti-black in some way. Like inherently. Weaponize anything as an instrument to exact that type of state sanctioned violence. So it's tough. Yeah, man. it's very deep, man. It's very deep. Now, right. um, you know, I um, I want to talk to you about this warrior philosopher thing. You know, um, anybody that knows me, if you if you really listen to this show, you've already heard me. You know, the Tupac show about Machiavelli and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, you know that I talk about chess and life strategies and and and, and things like that. You know, um, I've always believed that. American martial arts had this vacuum of culture and that that was based on racism. That like the average white person will come in, start training and they'd be like, yes, sensei, no sensei, yes, sifu, no sifu. And as soon as they get their black belt, whatever, bro, we're chilling here. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, um, bowing gets removed, all the stuff, right? Now let's look at bowing, right? Uh, because Jigoro Kano, the founder of judo said that you bow to thank your opponent for improving you. That's why you bow. You don't bow because you're scared of them, you, right? right. Like you wouldn't have a chance to do any of what you're doing. If you do the perfect kick, you do the perfect submission, the perfect throw, you couldn't throw yourself. You couldn't do it yourself. That you, right. need, to, you need an opponent, opponent so you have gratitude for your training partners, et cetera, right? But little by little, all that stuff gets erased, right? I love Bruce. I love Bruce. And then, oh, you a JKD dude, but you ain't talking about no Taoism. I don't see no Buddhism. I don't, I don't see no quotes on the wall. I don't see no references, you know what I'm saying, to the Asian roots of what you do. And, and, and in the same way, I find it in, 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 uh, in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, where a lot of them be like, yes, my friend, yes, my friend, like running around like pretending that they was Brazilian. And then as soon as they got their stuff, bro, they start talking about Brazilian monkeys. We ain't got to listen to them. We know how to fight on yeah. our own. And yeah. so like, that has really been troubling for me as a martial artist, you know? Yeah. And because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu didn't have a, a philosophy, I was attracted to Taoism, uh, Confucianism, Buddhism, Islam, Stoicism. I pull whatever I can into inspire yeah. me. And so I, I say all of that to say, what are the books that inspire you as a warrior and help give you a sense of centeredness um, uh, as a man and, and, and define what your honor code is? Yeah, so two things. I <clears throat> I wanna I'm gonna answer a question, but I wanna address something you was mentioning. Yeah, man, like with America, and I don't want to just beat up on America, but we're just you know a lot of West. We have to air some of this out, right? There's a hyper capitalism, man, and so the commodification of art, the commodification of everything, that makes it just easily package packageable and re resellable, and yeah. it's not a focus on you know the the, the kind of essence, the cultural right. essence, and the spirituality. That um, and, and the context that these martial arts were developed in, right. and and that that's why you can have people who are black belts in jujitsu right. or or high level some other martial arts, but they have no kind of no no fire, but they don't have that martial arts ethos. You know what right. I mean? Of honor, integrity, commitment, and a prioritization of advocating for justice. That's why you don't see that, right? But um, but for me specifically. I would say not so much as a book, more so of a, a philosophy. So as you know, I, you know I'm a, I'm a Pan-Africanist. Mm -hmm. So in, in addition to- What does that to, mean to somebody who doesn't know what that means though? Yeah, Pan -African, a Pan-Africanist is someone who advocates for the solidarity of, uh, of African people wherever they are you know, on the globe. And we understand that we have not only a collective history, but also a collective fate, our future. Our destiny to a certain degree is intertwined. We don't, we don't separate ourselves by- 
what we call colonial lines or, or colonial like land masses or language barriers and things. Yeah, because because Religious. these things were right because these were imposed on us for the majority of the time. If we're yeah. honest about it, now it would be different if we created them ourselves. Then people can do that. But for the most part, African people, these colonial barriers and these languages that we speak, they were imposed on us, right? True. So with the rejecting of that. It is a reclaiming of kind of our African mind. But but to get more into the philosophy aspect mm. beyond African liberation, mm. like I always say, at this point, this isn't just about Africa or anyone's liberation. We're talking about the ability for this planet to sustain human life. Right. For that's humanity to be in tune and exist. For sure. And even this planet to like that's that's so when we think about prioritizing justice as a Pan-Africanist, I'm against all systems of oppression. I want to dismantle all systems of oppression, but that's not, but I'm not stopping there. We put a semicolon there, but that's not a period. And I want to replace those systems with a system of justice. I don't want to replace this system with anything else backwards. So anybody who's about justice, regardless of how they're coming into, regardless right. of what their orientation is, you know, we have the same destination and that's Word. justice, so we're going to get there. So if you're somebody who's advocating for, um, for, LGBTQ rights, if you're someone who's fighting gender oppression, if you're fighting ableism, if you're fighting ageism, if you're fighting any, it doesn't matter. I, I, want, I want to I'm be fighting ageism. I'm 50. What? No, anything. You hear me? I'm, just, I mean, I'm being stupid, but <laughs> look, it's real. It's real. So, so the thing is, like, you know, um, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be an ally. I want to, I want to support, but I'm about justice. So, so that to me, that is my guiding principle, right? It's not a religion because it's a goal right so and that and i'm not knocking anyone else's belief system but to me one problem that i see with a lot of people's spiritual system it doesn't take it doesn't require anything of them but to believe in something but to me we got to fight for something you see what i'm saying like see that's one thing about oppression that's one thing about evil it doesn't just it's, there's no sloganism it, it actually goes out into the world and mm -hmm. oppresses so people who are about justice, we can't just be, be you know, hoping and thinking in our mind. Right. Or say, you have to be acting. Speak on it. And a lot of times you, we have to go out and seek that outside of what just affects us as individuals. Right. No, I think that's really fair. I think that's really fair. Now, moving towards hip hop, man. Um, you know, I've had a lot of problems uh, since this situation between Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion popped off. I was really pissed off because, quite frankly, I felt like, you know, um, and I mentioned this before on a, on, on, on a show with the sister named Dr. Tangie Gilliam, who's really amazing. She's out of New Jersey. You guys should meet anyway. But my point is, is that, you know, there's a lot of dudes who sit by and don't do nothing when other dudes be like slapping women and yep. shoving women and calling them all out their name and whatever, right? Yep. Now, I'm disappointed in a lot of you in hip hop, especially you rappers who act like you hard, especially right. you revolutionary style rappers who swear, you know what I'm saying? You bout that life and woo whoop. And then you see black women being abused and you don't say nothing. You don't say nothing to hold this young dwarf accountable. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, he's a straight dwarf, bro. Like, we have to be honest. Um, and, you know, uh, being a dwarf is not a crime. However, <laughs> shooting at a woman is a crime. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you feel rejected, because you feel angry. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was really upset, not just by his e immature and, and outrageous actions, but how silent so many black men were. Now, to be honest, um, I think Chance the Rapper, Bun B, um, there were about five rap dudes, I think, that stepped up and spoke. Very few. But that uh, is, like, look, first of all, if, we, if you go online and we find the list of men who, 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 who stood up, I'm going to salute all of you. But what I'm saying is, as proud as I am of, of that, five percent the spectrum of hip-hop was so silent and i felt like man y'all some cowards bro like y'all some yeah. cowards bro in the 80s i'm not saying it didn't happen because i remember reading about women being like yank so-and-so called them a bitch and nothing happened or so-and-so slapped them out of party another i'm not saying that it never happened but i'm saying it was more likely in my era late 80s early 90s if you were trying to get stupid with a woman bro dudes would straight mop you bro you would get right. jumped that's right but now 
we have this broken, fragmented culture where, well, we, you know what I'm saying? Tory Lane's cool, though. He may... Nah, bro. He need to get clotheslined on site. In fact, I actually sent Megan Thee Stallion a, a message, and I was like, hey, listen, please train jujitsu with me for six months, and next time you see Tory Lane, you can just beat him yourself. You don't have to you have <laughs> nobody do nothing for you. But she didn't hit me back. Um, nevertheless, I, mean, I know she didn't see it. But what I'm saying is I felt like I, like I had to do that. You know what I mean? No, that's because real, go ahead, go ahead now. Speak on something. No, that's then. real. I, I think I think this kind of um, this passivity and this lack of wanting beef or to be seen because I, I I don't believe the majority of people were in agreement with it. But your silence is compliance to mm -hmm. the extent that mm -hmm. you don't set a standard to be held to. Like this dude should be excommunicated. He should never sell another fucking album, period. Spotify should be like, you're out. You know period. what I mean? He should starve to death. But like, is that fair if there's no if there's no if there's no court case? If there's no, you know what I'm saying? So what? Well, we don't need that, but this goes back to what I talk about yeah. our community not needing other people because to validate them, know what I mean? Speak on like the thing is, one, we know he did it. We also know that the the type of psychic violence this sister dealt with. Because she didn't want to say he did. See, she's and looking out for him anyway because she knows how the white man's going to do you but, but even if you did her but, wrong. But, but and I felt bad for her. That's got to hurt so much. Yeah, you see the precarious position that black women are put into often, right? So, so with that, for people to still be, I mean, don't, oh, man. When she came out with it, basically telling the damn truth, which is, which is not protecting a, you know, someone who, who shot her, who obviously, who's to say he won't shoot somebody else, um, mm -hmm. you know, telling the damn truth, and then, and then you got goofballs online talking about, oh, you know that snitch. Well, first of all, as as a grown man, can can you let these motherfuckers know they don't know what snitching is? Snitching, snitching is when you and I do a damn crime, I get caught, and then they and then they try to take lean on you to tell say my name, or oh, right, or give me some kind of trinkets, and I tell, or you're just an informant who's working for the police. Telling the damn truth about something that happened. She's a civilian. She's not somebody who, I mean, just don't get me started on these clowns. But 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 that's how bad it was. And for these rappers, like I said, there was a few. Willie D, Bun B, and Chance said something, and I'm not knocking him. But I mean, He was the first one, though. No, nah, blood. I'm going to salute him first, bro. He was the first I, one. You know, and I saw so I got to give it to him, bro. You know, I, I respect it. But, I mean, I need these dudes. Like, like, like yo, clap these dudes. Like, come out, hard, come out as hard as you would. As y'all come out, yeah. If he scuffed your homeboy, you'd be all brandished out, woo, woo, bing, 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 right? But then it's a black woman. Everybody's silent. Yo, more Alize, God. You know what, I mean? what? Yeah, man. And I mean, and and it's disgusting. And not only disgusting for the kind of the people who are really established, right? Right? Who, who really set the bar for right. what's legitimized? You right. know what I mean? They definitely, they were definitely silence on their part. I'm talking about people with like some real. Wait know, in the game. the game, right? They ain't say a fucking thing, man. They just it's, said it's really thing. tragic, man. And you know what hurts, bro? How you can see the hurt on black women's faces. Yeah, because you get the, the, the shadow of that silence, man, right? We deal with that, right? Every black man will. I, get, I get DMs all the time. When you gonna talk to these brothers about how they be whoop whoop? You know what I'm saying? And Dude, I'm not even making an excuse you, for them. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm right, making no not, excuse for what's pass, inexcusable, right. bro. Yeah, collectively, we aren't doing enough. Right. You know I mean, we are bullshit. We have to own that truth. We do, because because now we need to address it. But we don't need to deny it. Oh, well, I'm doing it. Well, you ain't enough. So when you see women saying like, oh, well, you know, black men ain't protecting black women and women rob. I mean, you can't be mad at somebody for saying it when you see stuff like that. And again, it's not about what he did. It's about what the men in that field did not do and did not say. It's That's both. It but the thing is, we we... We've let it get to the point where there's just no accountability. Yeah, I that's mean, word. I mean, when little Wayne, but was there ever? See, this is where well, I start to I this is where I start point. to have problems within my own head and heart, right? Because I'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But then, what about when Dr. Dre was mopping D. Barnes? Yeah, but I also don't think that everybody knew like we knew this. You know what I mean? I don't know, blood. That I thought, I, man. I felt like, it, but I'm on the West, so that's different. You know what I mean? It's very fair that you as there. a national story, it may not have right. resonated on the West. This was a big deal, and we all knew Dre 
completely unnecessarily was punching and socking D Barnes and, and Ice Cube disrespected her. Oh yeah, man, you're right. Matter that was fact, like horrible. Even, that was one of the worst right. moments in hip hop history. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it's something that 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 we again we have to address. We have to speak on. We have to set a, a tone for what's not going to be accepted. And and the thing, this isn't the same thing because it's something totally different. But the example right. of like how there's just no no respect. There's no sanctity. There's nothing that's off limits. When Lil Wayne said that shit about, I don't even want to repeat the lyrics. But you remember what he said about uh, beat that up yep. like Emmett Till. Yep. The fact that this Negro, you know, let me let me chill. The fact that this dude could even show his face in public after that, shame on black folk, shame on all of us. The fact that he sold one more record, had one more interview. Of it. At what point, at, like, what if, if you can say that, you can do anything. You talking about a baby. You talking about a boy that was murdered, that was lynched. Taken from the from South, where you're from, from though. From a, from a damn lie, which even if it, if it wasn't a lie, it wouldn't matter, but from a lie, and then and now, which honestly kicked off the, the the energy that galvanized the civil rights movement after that, right? Um, to 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 say some disrespectful shit like that in a lyric, and so like the state of hip hop is disgusting, man. It's out of control, and I'm not someone who thinks that that is an accident either, because we understand hip hop to me is one of the most powerful tools of, of communication influence in the world. It's the most, it's the most commodifiable, marketable. Matter of fact, it's the only damn export. Right, it's the only thing that people buy from America. It's America's biggest export, not just hip hop, mm, but black culture. But I'll deep. say hip hop. When you go to other countries, the only thing people give a damn about wanted to get from America that's black culture. That's hip hop, right? That's true. So, so I don't think it's an accident that that same culture is weaponized against us. And I also don't think it's an accident that the collective consciousness, the psyche, the ethos of black people in 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 America. If you look at the difference from in the late '80s to the early 90s, especially when that kind of hardcore, real revolutionary liberation. Oh, Listen, and people don't understand, Public Enemy isn't just a classic rap, but they were platinum. Lynch yeah. Mob from the West this Coast, on platinum. The America's Most Wanted, platinum. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 death Certificate. Pizza. You understand what I'm saying? Brand so like, Indian. we're not talking to like, when people be on, I don't care who your favorite daytime radio person is, they're lying if they ever tell you that positive hip hop don't sell. They are lying right. to you. They always go, and, oh, and, nobody and, wants to hear it. No, I mean, nobody wants to hear it. We want to listen and, to this dude look. talk about syrup and, and driving in circles. That's not true. Stop lying, blood. Because all of the OGs were platinum too. That was the systemic thing in the industry. To KRS-One, Public Enemy, Poor Righteous Teachers, um, um, X-Clan, Lynch Queen Mob, Latifah. Queen Latifah, Brand Nubian. Brand Nubian, right out of the game, and they were all selling well. And there was balance. This was a hit so job even, on black positive life, man. Speak on it, and, and see, here's the reversal that they, that, that they gotta understand. They say, the radio plays this because people wanna hear it. That's bullshit. How many times have we heard a song and like, oh, that shit was trash? And you hear it a couple times, like, you know what, it's all right. Then you hear it a couple more, you're like, you know what, I can't fun, man, that shit is knocking, that beat is knocking. What the radio plays, people are gonna develop a taste for, not the other way around. No, absolutely. I can't That's tell you how many times I've played you know, classic hip hop, classic boom bap, and kids be like, yo, that's dope. What is that? I'd be like, oh, this is the ghetto boys. You don't know about the ghetto boys? Oh, this Bro, is gangstar. What? You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop, what other what other um art has devolved like hip hop in terms of like it, bro, if you look at if you But no other art ever had the heights that we had though. Like you're right, right? Jazz couldn't make a black man eat better. Right. You understand me? Right? Yeah. Right? Rock and roll couldn't make a black man say, you know what? She's a queen. Yeah. He's Nubian. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so we have to know that that inversion is always in play. You know That's what I'm design, saying? Man. If you look at interviews, go look at old interviews that Cube did. Or even Ice T. And, and I'm picking them specifically because these were dudes that these were these were these were gangster rappers. You yep. understand? Yeah. Look at old interviews of Ice T in the 80s and the 90s. Look at old interviews of Ice Cube. Listen to them. Look at their vocabulary. Look at the shit that they were saying. Look at they was called the type of Willie D. Dude, they were scholars, man. They were scholars. Now you look and listen to these mumble mouse, mush mouth, you know, goofballs these days. Can't even say a damn coherent sentence. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Man. It's ridiculous. It's, it's intense. It gets intense. Now, at the same time, I can't front. I do like a lot of the modern production. I like yeah, trap music, bro. the production got better, but they have to. The production had to get better for people to damn... Uh, to stomach the trash lyrics. Right. Yeah. Right. That's but deep. the dysfunction is the dysfunction. That's why you can listen to something and that shit be knocking. You're saying lyrics. Oh, what, the, what the hell am I saying? Why am I saying it's Molly Percocet? Why am I saying... I don't do Molly and I don't do Mer Percocet. So why am I saying here? My Molly Percocet. Molly... Mm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, this it's true. This is not an accident. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> and they get it rewarded is really for that. Ignorant, bro. It so is when really you bring ignorant. it up, people will say, oh, well, you know, oh, uh, no, there's some good rap. Look at J. Cole. Look at Kendrick. You got to be a genius. So you got to win a goddamn Pulitzer to get the kind of airplane that the mumble mouth motherfuckers get. How? It's, it's not even that these dudes don't, it's not even that we don't like what they're saying. The shit is trash. And so, see, you cannot like something. But say, okay, that does, you know, it sounds good. That's kind of noggin. It's trash. A lot of it is trash. Although there are a few youngsters that I do like, though. I'm not going to. Yes, sure. So this isn't an And, and the other thing, too, is one of the things that I got to keep in mind as an OG, right? It's like, blood, like when I was 17, I was in a roller rink with Easy E and NWA backstage. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. I went to the Fresh Fest, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, was, I was at a two live crew show. When I was 17, backstage, and Brother Marquise was stealing stuff out of people's dressing rooms. And I was like, yo, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to get beat up and kicked out, because but you doing the stealing. <laughs> like, right. It was just hella right. silly. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't come from a, you know, like, I was thinking about this whole WAP video thing and everybody acting out. And I was like, you know, some of these ladies in church that are complaining about the WAP song, they used to dance at Freaknik. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, yeah. look, don't. Dude, you remember I can yell? You remember I can yell? Come on now. I mean, I can now, now, man. Here's my thing, and I, I don't want to go. So I, 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 but I, but I, but I worry about judging them too harshly, just because I know what I was on when I was 17 to man, 25. You know what I'm let saying? Me say this. Let me say this. So I, I appreciate you trying to find balance in that. I can, I can, I can say that. It's not just about my taste because I'm not talking about what I like, how it sounds. Right. I'm talking about the destructive. There's no balance. There's no, and, and, and it's not the, even the lack of right. balance is the issue. The, is right. the issue the because is, in our day, you're right. We still had, we still had uh, MC Hammer. Right. But we also had, but we also had NWA. Right. But we also had Public Enemy. It was balanced. Right. So I'm not blaming the young folk. I'm saying the industry. It provides yeah, the industry has completely no hijacked uh, any or and even the value of balance, even the value of balance through through rewards and punishment. You can create behavior because people are going to do what benefits them. So if I reward you for doing this, you're going to do it more. If I right. punish you by, by, again, not letting you get a deal, then you can't do it. And like I said, right. to, to not be on some bullshit, you have to be a, a fucking genius. Kendrick is a genius. He might be the best rapper of all time. I know it sounds blasphemous to some No, folks, it don't. don't understand, but he, he's fucking incredible, man. He's really. out of control. Really. J. Cole is up there with him. Why you got it? So look how good they have to be. But you can have somebody like Black Youngster. Little Pump. Little Pump shouldn't exist. Come on, dude. Little Come Pump on, shouldn't dude. exist. I mean, it, it gets And I'm not even times. mad. Oh, I'm hitting on I'm telling you. Zero six bars. Nine. Have a seat, bro. Six nine is the biggest rapper right now. What what is going on in hip hop? Yeah, so but, but to be fact, fair, six nine is the biggest rapper to a lot of people that don't know rap, and this becomes a problem, right? But, but here's like, the thing: even I'm, I'm talking about like as far as influence over people and young numbers, minds. Like, that's factology right there. Yeah, that's here's factology. The thing about it, right? There's no. And I know it's not the best, but Instagram, social media can be a metric for right. estimating somebody's um, influence, right? Right. Like, there's no test that you take to say, okay, if you don't have this base level intelligence, your you're your, your, your light, your follow doesn't count, right? We got to understand, there are a lot of children and young folk and other people who, who have access to stuff. And these people are big, man. These people are, are huge. But we just got to, you know, we got we to gotta get serious about Okay, so now I got, I got a question for you. I got a big question for you. What you got? Straight up. What you got? Oh, what oh, do wait, you think? Wait, of, one, of, one, one more thing. I almost <laughs> forgot. The WAP thing, right? Yeah. Real quick. 
only because I don't want us to lose that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that because I think they would think just as bad and worse. Yeah, Lil' Kim with, and Foxy Brown ain't new. Right. I've got a problem with that now being a liberatory thing. Now that being freedom. Mm. Now that but being I think power. that's because you're a dude, though. Right? Like, yeah, I, no, I think... No, listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I am never going to... Uh, like, look, man, I got daughters, bro. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not, you know. But what I'm noticing... Just tell me what you think. Is yeah. that I feel like every 20 years or so, a black woman or a Latina woman, in the case of Cardi B, right, does something in entertainment that is hypersexual, you know what I'm saying? And the world just always goes crazy. And some people are enraged, some people are sad, some people are turned on, some people are repulsed, and it goes through this whole thing. But what I think this really deals with is that men in general, Black men included, though, are still wrestling with a free sexual black woman thing. Okay, no, I listen, think that, that I, I think that. that that's the thing, and I and I th and so like I I worry that that I, I don't want to be I don't want to be oppressive in her sense of expression. Let, let, I let worry about you. being that person, right? I I feel you. I, I've heard that argument. Like I've heard it, and and and, and it, it 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 holds water. But this is what I'm saying. One, that song isn't for me. So I'm not in a position to tell someone what kind of art they can and cannot make. Yeah, and there's facts. way more harmful and violent and actually violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody being harmed from what. So right. I'm not tripping on that. My, my issue with not only what, but with the type of uh, hyper promotion of it is the idea that it is a liberatory thing, that, that the commodification of a woman's body is is a liberatory thing because who's well in to that though? end I, I feel you to a degree and what i mean is that you know like okay and i mean you know um but, like 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 rhapsody will never get the video budget and the promotion right 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 saw rock will never get right the 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 promotion and the video investment that wap gets right right um, but 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 these but peep me on this, and this isn't in response to you. This is just response in general. Like, if something, it's the same thing I say. If I say I'm against, it's not the same thing. But if I say I'm against anti-blackness, whether it's in blackface mm. or non non-blackface, mm. if I'm against the kind of commodification of of women's bodies, for me personally, mm. it doesn't matter if it's coming out of a male mouth or a woman's mouth. What I'm saying is, I think people society we've been socialized where if there was a man saying the same stuff she was saying and they were in the background a lot of people wouldn't have been as mad and that's bullshit and that's hypocritical and they have the right to do that art i'm right. not knocking that at right. all and i don't even think it's it's the worst thing it's not my you. issue with it is how this idea that oh there's strength and there's power in 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 in, in saying this type of stuff when you look at our community specifically and our children, and again, I'm not holding them to a higher standard than I'm holding men, but I'm holding them to the same standard. And I think because we've seen people be um, disrespected and abused women so much, is that we, we men in, a, in society, we get scared of, of being called, you know. Misogynistic uh, or. You know, right. Called misogynistic. And the thing is, here's the thing. I, I, I'll deal with that. I, I can take that. I can take someone you calling me that. I don't got to feel like that. I don't have to agree. You can right, call me right, that. But you but can I say also, it, right. But I also have the right to challenge this because I believe this is something that is harmful to young women. But and, then and now, you, you already, okay. I was getting ready to ask you about Cardi B anyway. That was actually the next question was, what do you think about Cardi B? Because outside of whatever we can argue about in her lyrics, right? And I don't mm -hmm. know if you heard her first album, but I liked her first album. Like in terms of the, in terms of, the song theme, and the, you know what I'm saying? That op that intro was hard. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. But what I'm saying is I can't name a male rapper who challenged slavery in Libya, who challenged the president on where the taxes are going, who, who like, like she jumps on IG and says things that could ruin her career. And there are male rappers who have no remote risk and she's out speaking them how am i learning more about the and, and seeing her champion 
all kind of stuff against racism and sexism over most of your favorite political rappers. Most of your favorite quote unquote conscious rappers won't say on live what she'll say on live. And that I find troubling. I find troubling not because I don't appreciate her. I love that she does it. But then what's happening, bro? Where the brothers at? Being hella made out here. Right. My thing is this. Not only has she spoke up on a lot of issues, she spoke up on things that she said, like, look, I don't know a lot about this, but this but. is wrong. And I want, she, look, she does a great job with that. But to me, a critique of, it ain't even about her, it's about the cultural, except because she's not necessarily saying it's liberatory. It's right, society, right, right. it's society and blogs and all kinds right. of other stuff saying, like, this is real power right here. Right. Um, you know, I don't think a critique of that is a critique of her as a human, a human being. Event. Right. Because, word. right, her art, it's not my type of stuff. It's not fun, but that's okay. Like right. that doesn't that doesn't invalidate it because right. I, I'm not. I'm probably not in her target demographic, and that's okay because to make good music, like good real music, it's not for everybody. If it's for everybody, everybody then yeah, it's, then yeah. It's I mean, when, it's like everybody talks about F the police now, but when it first came out, you might get in trouble by your parents for that. You might. 100%. You know, when when, yeah. when 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 it takes a nation of millions to hold this back came out, people when saying there was noise, it's not even that. music. You know, before white people said you allowed to say this. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's before, word. before white people said you allowed to say it. It, it was you know real risky. So, so my thing let, is, mm, go ahead, no, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So I got because we're we're about to finish up, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to break down a situation for you, a conversation that I had with a, with a, with a, with a Muslim sister recently. And she wrote me and she was like, you know, uh, what do you think about a lot of the toxic masculinity like um, in, inside of Islam, right? And what do, you, what do you think about, you know, the women who are physically abused because it happens, right? You know, in all, you know, in all religious houses of worship, there's, there's unfortunately way too much violence, you know, um, in, in houses that should be, in theory, spiritually past that, those kinds of, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff, right? And I said, well, you know, here's my theory. The first thing is, black women need to start learning jujitsu. Now, when I said this, she was like, see, this is what I don't like, though, right? Like, why? Because I'm not being protected. I got to learn jujitsu. When you, y'all should be protecting us, right? And I said, no, that's fair. However, what we also got to look at is that the men need to be taught jujitsu as well with a philosophy that celebrates, right? A warrior tradition that honors women. Like it has to come in tandem. It's not a one part thing. It's not, you know, women, y'all got to go learn the cross chokes. And brother, no, we both need it. We both need it. I think that it's a problem. I think that if I'm just talking about black America and the pan-African diaspora, both learning jujitsu or whatever martial art they want to learn paired with a warrior tradition that celebrates and honors women and people's right to privacy, like without that, we're just going to replicate what these clowns on the ultimate fighter did. And that's no good for us either. What do you think about that? She thought that that made sense if it were balanced and both were being given, you know, uh, life giving philosophies and whatnot. What are your thoughts on, on this, on this pandemic inside black yeah. America? Yeah, I think, I think, and you know, I don't want to go cause I want to focus on the question. I don't want to go too heavy in this, but right. you started off with, with religion for, for a right, second. Right. So I got to say this, this isn't just about Islam. Right. I think, I think, if we're honest about the roots of not only patriarchy, but misogyny and sexism, a lot of that, if we really get to the nuts and bolts of it, comes from our understanding and interpretation of some religions. You see what I'm saying? Of um, almost all in the West. Didn't want to say that, but yeah, you know. And so we really, <laughs> you so know we, what I'm so saying? Really, right, because I'm biased, obviously, but we really got to come to grips with that, with how we interpret that, right? Yeah. Now, that being said, I think jujitsu is a tool, um, and it can definitely, as you know, 100%, you know, we, we've trained a lot of martial arts, so we can say even unbiased, it's the most effective... Uh, uh, you can hurt somebody if you need to. For, for neutralizing someone with a strength disparity. And, and I also, also like it because they're small, right? Because small people right. can do it and make it work. That's why I choose jujitsu or judo. Those are my, my, my defaults for women. For women. Right. 
100%. That's why jujitsu. But, 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 if jujitsu never existed, we would still have these problems. If everybody in the world, if everybody in the world knew jujitsu, unfortunately, we would still have these problems. But the, beauty, the, the power in women learning it, everybody in the world doesn't know it. I think the overarching thing that we got to focus on is a kind of a, a rebranding, like I said, a reorienting, a recreation of a righteous masculinity, a protective masculinity as a protective force. And but most important, the education of men and boys to not only respect, protect, and not you know, abuse women, but to hold other men accountable because the thing yeah, is, that's what I'm talking about in that warrior tradition. That that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. That, but we've got to do that with doing that through judicial judicial would be a beautiful thing. But even people who don't have access to it, because you know, like I know, judicial is, is, is a legitimate it's expensive, martial art. right? It's right, expensive, it's, expensive, it's a legitimate martial art. It's not something you can learn quick. Matter of right. fact, you got to get. You, you got to look crazy. It's going to be at least a, a year or two before you feel like you can even do it. Before you even, right, right, right. And and then with the strength and size disparity, you got to really be about that life. It's, it's right. a journey, right? But I think that as a, as a society, you know, we've really got to get serious about the education of uh, of, of men and boys. Of just we have general, to take the reins on that. Yeah, and, and, and if we're talking about black folk, you know, because obviously we're talking about, you know, everybody, right. I'm always, you know, from a black perspective, we have to stop waiting on someone else to solve problems that are that uh, that affect our community now that doesn't mean we have a monopoly on these problems or even we have it more but we're just responsible for our 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 right but we have right because the onus on us because the thing is when we have half of our people talking about women you know i mean half of our half of our people you know not actualizing their potential because of oppression or not being able to navigate the world this is less of us that are in a healthy position to fight the ultimate oppression that we're under. Yeah. So, you know, even if you're not just doing it for the community, even if you got some self-serving things, your freedom is tied into, into right. the freedom um, and, and um, you know, uh, ability for everyone else in our community to kind of navigate the world safely and kind of like work together and rock together. Another thing I'll say on that, man, before we get off, if we look at the type of gender stratification and the type of gender warring that goes on online and just and throughout the world, the type of problems that we have, like, again, I'm not someone that believes this is divorced from the political and social context that we live in. That doesn't mean that every problem that we have is the fault of some system of oppression. A white or, man or whatever, or right? There's got to be, there's, or, or despite white supremacy, there's certain things that we should step into and handle facts. irrespective of its, of its, of its existence facts. or, or the, the pressures through it. Yeah. I agree. But what, but to add on to that, one thing I will say, whether it's the fault of it, I will say every problem that we have is not only exacerbated by that oppression, it serves the interest of people Word who dominate gone. us. Because, so, 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 so just on that note alone, we need to be taking this stuff seriously. I agree, man. I agree. So, brother, where can people get at you? Yeah, man. I'm. Um, it's crazy because I used to. I used to really not like Instagram, man. But once they kind of developed that live feature where you yeah. go live and like have pretty dope. I, you be doing I, dope yeah, lives, it. man. Yeah, thank you, brother. I'm on there much more so than Facebook. So mm-hmm. on Instagram, just follow, you know, I follow you back as long as you you know you yeah, about justice. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's the one DJ UAN and four underscores. The DJ UAN four underscores. On on Facebook, it's the Juan Owens. So just okay. uh, yeah, holla at me. These appreciate you for having me, brother. It's been too long. Yeah, we gotta stop again. We gotta get these lives popping on the I know, man. Program. I got a janky phone. We're gonna figure All it good. out. We'll get it popping. <laughs> we'll We're gonna figure it out, man. Nah, I really appreciate you. Uh, much love to you and for all the stuff oh, you've done. Thank you for all you've contributed to to hip hop, to martial arts, to chess. A lot of the promotion you've done for HHCF on your international. Man, you know we gotta saying? get we gotta get that tournament. Yeah, man. we gonna launch we gonna launch we, the new org, man. We launching a new org and it's we gonna, gonna be launch lit. Off, we gotta we gotta do a tournament, these we gotta do a tournament. Yeah, man. no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. I I that's gonna really be like the new the new the new lane for the new org. There it is. Y'all listen, yeah. y'all heard him. Y'all heard him. We're gonna kick it, you gonna kick off the new launch. With a, with a, yeah. with I think for the, I think for the first uh battle we need to do Dewan Owens online versus Kadir Latif. Let's uh, do it. Or maybe, you know what I'm saying, Amir Suleiman. Let's you know do what it. Saying? Uh, Let's do you it. You know what I'm saying? Got to get Set the OGs out here. Set you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rugged up. Monk. Have to get Rugged Monk out here putting it down for Watts, bro. You know let's what I'm saying? Go. West Coast chess players too, bro. It ain't all about hey, y'all. You. you know what I'm saying? We hey, out here. Hey, we going to see. We going to see. We out here, bro. Ain't nobody scared. 
Set it up, baby. All right, Deese. Word. I Again, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, brother. Much Stay love blessed. and respect, man. Holla yeah, word. Thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. My Peace. man. Peace. Teacher, what star is that? Technique.